0: Hi, everyone. Another week, another podcast episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This week, we've got another sort of tech episode or tech-based episode. You've seen it from the title. We're talking NVIDIA. We're talking earnings. We're talking why the space is still so important and what NVIDIA's earnings is telling us about the current state of the AI companies and the Magnificent Seven. Now, I know what you're thinking. Again, another AI company, another tech episode. It feels like a tech podcast at this point, but the, the Magnificent Seven and the AI theme that's playing out in the market right now is so important and it's taking up so much of the market's time that if we understand it, we actually understand a fair amount of the equity market as it stands, especially in the United States. So we're gonna discuss that today. Before we go any further, let's get the disclaimers out the way. Um, This podcast is for informational and educational purposes. If you are seeking to invest, please seek the help of a financial advisor and I may hold stocks in a professional and personal capacity, uh, stocks that are discussed in this episode. Okay, that out the way, it's been an interesting week. NVIDIA came out with with results effectively late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, depending if you were were sort of paying attention to it. It was the talk of the finance world. Now, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not in the day-to-day finance world, at least most of our listeners and viewers aren't. Um, but in my world, NVIDIA's results coming out after close Wednesday night, sort of midnight South African time, was extremely topical. Everybody was waiting for it. I was awake, just waiting for the results to come out. Um, you don't have to feel sorry for me. There was an Arsenal game on Wednesday night. So right after that, I was into NVIDIA earnings. Um but there were tons of memes about it, tons of news about it. The financial media was all over it because it is such an important company in the context of AI and this AI theme that's playing out. It is one of the Magnificent Seven companies. In fact, it is the best performing Magnificent Seven company and one of the best performing Magnificent Seven companies. And maybe that's why it's so important. You know, this thing has rallied so significantly because it it matters so much to the AI theme that the market wanted to understand if this growth in share price was realistic, whether it was valid. And this earnings session was supposed to validate it. And if it couldn't keep up with earnings expectations, then we would have seen that stock pull back quite dramatically. In fact, in the two days leading up to earnings, we did see the stock sell off quite a bit. Now that could just be what we call profit-taking. The stock is up about 60% for the year. It's up about 250% over the last one year. Um, so, so typically going into an earnings session where there's so much hype and the stock has rallied so much, you often get a little bit of profit taking where people are selling to harness those profits. Um, but also because they think that the earnings is not going to meet up to those profits. Maybe the buyers of Nvidia stock were just a little bit too overzealous. Uh, so maybe the stock is due to sort of sell off after you get bad news from earnings. That was That was all about all of those things were sort of alive as part of the narrative around earnings season. Um, So, what did we get from the earnings? We got fantastic results. We got news that the data center was doing exceptionally well. The number was sort of around 22 billion in terms of revenue, which beat expectations. Uh, We got really good numbers around even other elements of the business, like the gaming area, which was supposed to go backwards, was actually just flat. We got a lot of good rhetoric around demand for their products going forward and all of that sort of just maintain the narrative that NVIDIA is sort of here to stay and the stock rallied quite dramatically thereafter. Um, so let's just unpack this a little bit, right? So we know that AI is in the Magnificent 7. We so we know NVIDIA sorry, is in the Magnificent 7. Uh, we know that as part of the Magnificent 7 it's done quite well. But why was this earnings so important? From a practical perspective, we need to take a little bit of a step back. NVIDIA previously was a great GPU company. We've discussed GPUs before, but for the sake of a listener that's happened upon this podcast, GPU, graphical processing, that part of a computer is all about intense computing graphical computing so a lot of times it's used for photo and video editing your computer is sending sort of calculations to be done inside the gpu to help out the main system the cpu so video editing GPUs are super important for gaming. GPUs, super important for rendering graphics, etc. For other heavy computer-based tasks, GPUs are very important. One of the big ones that have come up in the last few years is the creating of Bitcoin. Ironically, how do we create a Bitcoin? There's a cryptographic hash, which is effectively just letters and numbers but you sort of have to guess that cryptographic hash and there's no formula for it sort of a brute force thing so we let a computer predominantly a gpu inside a computer just sort of crunch and crunch and crunch until it randomizes to finally get the cryptographic hash and that could take hours and minutes The more processing power you have the faster it can be done that's another reason why GPUs were crucially important. And now we have the new reason for why GPU is important, and that is in the data center. So not only from a cloud computing perspective, where we're storing data into the cloud, we're also asking the cloud to compute data for us. We're using off-site computational power. So companies like Amazon with, with Amazon Web Services, Google with Google Cloud, uh, Microsoft with Azure, need to have off-site GPU pr- processing power and that comes via one of Nvidia's GPUs. So all of that is sort of linked to why Nvidia is important from an AI perspective. But if we go back two years ago, Nvidia was predominantly a GPU company from the perspective of gaming and and effectively video editing too. And that meant that Nvidia's earnings had a very different feel to what it has today. In our world, we call it a very cyclical, Earnings-based company, in that you get those sort of these ebbs and flows and earnings where you can have one blockbuster earnings season where everything goes right, and then you can have an earnings season where everything doesn't. Where does that cyclicality come from? Comes from? It comes from the underlying demand for the product. If you think about GPUs, right, inside a gaming PC, for example, and this was the predominant part of Nvidia's revenues a few years ago, it is quite a discretionary thing, right? You have to have money to buy the GPU. You then have to spend that money on the GPU. You're then going to have a lull where you're probably not going to buy a GPU for a couple of years. And so you have this natural cyclicality, but also because of how expensive this thing is, if if the macro economy is doing well, if people are losing their jobs, if it's sort of a recessionary environment, which we'll get to in future episodes, people are not going to buy GPUs. So NVIDIA's earnings sort of went in and amongst this economic cycle that we often have, which goes boom, bust. And in boom periods, everything was great. The, the gaming unit, the GPU unit did exceptionally well because people were cash flush. They spent on heavily discretionary items like GPUs. Now, that's the opposite of a cyclical company or a non-discretionary company. It's, it's a company that sort of generates revenues regardless of what's happening in the macroeconomy. Whether people are losing their jobs or doing exceptionally well, certain companies will always sort of generate revenue. What are these types of companies? They're called staples. And staples companies are things that are sort of non discretionary You're always going to buy cereals, you're always going to buy breads, you're always going to buy soaps and toothpaste, et cetera. So we have staples companies, non-cyclical companies, and then we have cyclical companies, and they sort of exist in the same universe together. In fact, this episode today was all about, it was supposed to be all about sort of different sectors in the market and how they react to different types of economies and things, but Nvidia's earnings sort of dominated the story. So NVIDIA was a very discretionary, very cyclical company. What has changed in 2023 and 2024 is the AI boom. So companies like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, the large cloud companies have realized that AI and big data computing is becoming a structural need for society, thanks to large language models like ChatGPT, et cetera. We're computing more data inside the cloud, so they need to build vast data centers all over the world that, that create and handle that capacity. Okay. So we've had now structural change in demand for this this new segment of computing, which is the data center. And lo and behold, almost, uh, NVIDIA's GPUs, or a version of them at least, was actually really good at being used inside the data center. So all of a sudden, NVIDIA went from a company that generated the bulk of its revenues from gaming to all of a sudden this data center component coming through, where instead of just gamers buying GPUs, there were companies like the large tech companies inside the Microsoft 7 that were buying these GPUs. And that created a new layer of demand. NVIDIA's GPUs. So that almost counteracted some of the cyclicality in the gaming segment. And that was great for NVIDIA. The market loves a company that that has diversification, as in it's not being pulled in one direction by something very cyclical like gaming. It has something else that's sort of buffering it on the right-hand side ideally, these things can sort of sync together. But if this one thing can grow dramatically and is stable, then it sort of helps take away that cyclicality from a company's earnings. And that's what NVIDIA sort of has now, this pretty consistent growth in data centers. In fact, we're at a point now where data centers dominate the revenue profile for NVIDIA. So In the space of sort of five years, it has become far less important what what happens on NVIDIA's GPU gaming side and way more important what happens with the data center side. And we know, thanks to the growth of Magnificent Seven, that that data center demand is fantastic. It is growing in leaps and bounds, the demand for GPUs inside data centers. So you've lost that cyclicality in earnings. And that has helped the company to rally quite significantly up to sort of the $800 level from where it is now versus say the $150 level where it was a couple of years ago, where we bought it inside our our funds. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, this structural revenue around the data center, is it going to happen for a few years and then sort of stop? Or is this a brand new world where NVIDIA will consistently have this data center revenue that will stabilize its earnings. That is what the market is grappling with today. As we sit here today for the next three or four years, there is so much capacity that is being built in the data center that NVIDIA's revenues are fine. There will, and this is sort of an opinion because it's all based on the future, quite frankly, but there is significant demand already laid out for data center GPUs from a number of the companies. In fact, NVIDIA has a backlog in terms of demand. This is crucially important because we now have a change in a company's earnings profile. And and remember what I said to you last week or the week before around investing in companies, you invest based on the future, not on the past. And if we invested on the past in, 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 in in the context of Nvidia, this company would still be a company in your brain that is heavily cyclical in terms of revenue. But if we think about the future, the future of NVIDIA is very, very different because the gaming revenue is less important. The cyclical revenue is less important. And we now have the sort of structural, almost safe revenue coming from the data center. And as more and more earnings come out, we, we need to understand, and the thing that we're trying to look for is, is this data center demand continuing? And is the revenue profile therefore of NVIDIA changing? Um, this earning season was crucially important because all of the Magnificent Seven companies have done well over sort of a one, one and a half year period. And because of how much NVIDIA's earnings now benefit from data centers, if they were continuing to do well, it spoke volumes in terms of data center, cloud computing, big data computing, and the state of that industry. And if anything, the significant significantly positive results that came out of NVIDIA says to us that this, this sort of revolution around big data computing, cloud computing, and therefore the semiconductor, is still exceptionally positive. Um, just if, if you are sort of listening to this first, for the first time and haven't heard the, the example I gave previously, it was when you think about a company, think about you going and buying a doctor's practice somewhere okay, you're not necessarily buying the doctor's stock of gloves and um, the sort of building he's in and the other medical equipment that's there necessarily. What you're buying that's way more important is the book of clients that that doctor has had over a number of years. And you're buying the potential that that book of clients continues to come back to that practice. And if you think about that, that's future potential, that's what you're buying. Yes, you are buying the building and you're buying the stethoscopes and all of those things. Clearly, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what they have, <laughs> you know. Um, but yes, you are buying all of those things, but way more importantly, you're buying the fact that this doc- this practice is entrenched in the society. People know this practice, they're going to sort of, you're gonna work alongside the doctor typically, they're gonna trust you over time. You're buying into future earnings. It's exactly the same with companies. It's exactly the same with Nvidia. You're buying it today. You're buying it not for the great NVIDIA GPUs we've seen over the last 10 years. You're buying it for the future associated with cloud computing. And hey, you might be buying it for something we don't even know about as we sit here today. But it's always about the future and understanding the future of these companies, not necessarily the past. So this episode kind of links in quite nicely with the flow. Like I said, it wasn't planned to be here. NVIDIA's earnings came out. It was super topical. I spent a lot of time on it. I thought I'd want to share it with you. But it links on quite nicely from the last couple of episodes we've had where we've sort of gone through now what... The AI revolution is what the Magnificent 7 is, what the supply chain for that is, and sort of putting the MAG 7 alongside each other, uh, along with the other companies inside the supply chain. Now we're sort of getting into the nub of it where we're saying, hey, let's take one of the Magnificent 7 and understand using very relevant, brand new information that just came out. Can we sort of validate and understand this industry a little bit more? And that takes me into an important part of. Being an analyst, being a portfolio manager in my industry, which is understanding and going through earnings results, we will often take a view of the future. So with that doctor's practice example, for example, if, for instance, we're, if we're buying the practice, we're assuming that the price is good and how do we work out that price without getting too technical? is is what we're paying fair for what we expect from future earnings is this practice doing really well Uh, are the patients so do we do the patients live in an area where they sort of earn a relatively stable income so there's going to be that nice flow we do know that doctor the spending inside a doctor's practice is actually non-discretionary so that's nice if we contrast it to something like nvidia um has this practice been doing well has its revenue been going down or up how does that look for the future? Are there new practices popping up that's going to affect our future revenue? All of that is information that we'll need to process when we're buying that company. It's exactly the same for companies in the market. So with NVIDIA, if I was thinking of buying it today, my primary concern is the GPUs that they're putting to the data center. Can that Will that demand continue? Is there going to be new competition? Um is this demand cyclical or is it the stable structural demand that we expect it to be? What about the gaming side? It's still there. You know, like is the gaming revenue going to go away tomorrow or um, or does is NVIDIA going to focus still on the gaming side so that they can still dominate in that space? We have to ask all these questions about the future. And often an analyst and portfolio manager will take a view on aspects of that. Earnings results that the company publishes helps you to validate what you've set down as a view versus what is actually tangibly happening. I'll give you a super practical example. So a couple of years ago, uh, the company called Meta, which is effectively Facebook, came out with a set of results that were terrible. They they were doing well, you know, the the properties inside Meta, which is your Instagrams, your Facebooks, were doing exceptionally well from an ad revenue perspective. They had a significant user base. The users were, were sort of there on a daily basis, which is what we, we care about. But they were spending a lot of money inside this business unit called Reality Labs. And it was siphoning off tons of profit. Because Mark Zuckerberg wanted to build this sort of virtual reality world, he saw that as the next the next bastion of technology. And he was siphoning off money from the rest of the businesses to fund building these new virtual reality worlds. The problem was they were spending so much money with no tangible return, that the share price absolutely plummeted because investors sat back and went, well, you seem to be wasting this money in this new venture. So what we were factoring in for the future was worse profits because they would waste money on this new endeavor. That was the new information that all of a sudden in this earnings results, we see how much of company profits are being siphoned away. We then did a valuation sort of inside my team, and we determined that Facebook was actually quite cheap. If you think about how, how high quality the rest of the businesses were, that was our future future idea around the company and around the businesses inside the company. And we figured that if they would just stop wasting a bunch of money on Reality Labs, this company was actually a really good investment. Now, you're not company management, right? So you don't know what they're going to do in the next quarter or two. But we took the view that this company is cheap if they can fix the very easy problem of not overspending on this brand new thing that we didn't think was a great investment. Okay? What did we then do and what did we then wait for? Future, so we didn't sell the company as it sold off after that earning session where they talked about spending a bunch of money. We waited for the next few quarters to see what would happen. And As earnings results came out for the next few quarters, Mark Zuckerberg walked a lot of Reality Labs back. He said, look, we were overzealous initially in the spending around Reality Labs. We're going to tamp that down quite a bit. We're actually going to sort of... um, We're going to lay off some staff members. We had a lot of hiring into the COVID period. Our staff base is a little bit bloated. So let's reduce our staff count, reduce the spending on Reality Labs. And then what happened? Stock price absolutely shot through the roof because the new information being priced in was, hey, this company's realized it's made a mistake. For the future, we don't expect Reality Labs to take up as much in terms of profits. Um, They're thinking more carefully around the spending that they're doing at an employee level. And you sort of put that into context for the future and realize that Instagram, Facebook, etc. are still doing well. And this company deserves to be at a higher level. That's what we use earnings for. That's a tangible example of that. So... As we sit here, whether it be for NVIDIA or any other company, the earnings results that come out help us to sort of judge our view versus reality and give us a view of what's happening in the company and what management expect about a company. Now, earnings can come out in different periods depending on where a company is listed. You either get quarterly earnings so that's once every quarter, so four times a year. Or you get semi-annual earnings reports, which is sort of every half year. So United States companies report every, every quarter, so that's four times a year. And then your companies in, in Europe, companies in South Africa, uh, companies in other parts of the world report on a semi-annual basis. Now, if you put the two next to each other, clearly quarterly reporting is better from an analysis perspective because you want as much information as possible. What's happening inside a company on a day-to-day basis is unknown to you as an investor. You're actually not allowed to know because there's things called insider trading where you're not supposed to have information that's different from the market. You're supposed to use information that's available to the market to make views. So you're only getting information when earnings come out effectively, and that's once every quarter balance out or understand or test your view. Semi-annual companies, you're waiting half a year for results. So here in South Africa, where where I live, every half year is only when you get to really update or get an update from management on on their results, their views of how the world is going. Um, In America, you actually have quite a quite a nice format around earnings results. Um, You would have heard the terminology before But 10Ks and 10Qs is what they call them. A 10Q is a quarterly report, a 10K is an annual report. And the the structure is actually extremely standardized. Um, I know it sounds like homework that I'm giving you, so you don't have to do it, but just sort of search for NVIDIA, for example, search for their 10Q or 10K, and you'll sort of see the format I'm looking for. Everything is sort of... It's sort of this blue and white format. Uh, everything is nicely linked to each other, so you can sort of click on the contents page and move through the document. And you, there's a there's a bunch of accounting information which is exceptionally boring for if you're not into that sort of thing. But there's one section in every single 10K and 10Q which is actually quite interesting. It's called the management discussion and analysis. Um, so if you go down to that section, it's 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 more in paragraph form. The business talking about what's actually happening in the business today, uh, what their views are on certain things and what their outlook is around certain businesses, um, which is actually quite cool. Now, what I would say, and again, this is quite a nerdy thing to do, I I, I think, is to to pick a company that you enjoy or whatever that may be. Say it's Nike and consumer discretionary. Say it's... um, Colgate, Palmolive, or Procter & Gamble in the staple space, or Apple on the phone side. Um, I used to do this in the past for Take-Two Interactive. Take-Two Interactive, the ticker is TTWO, is a US-listed company. So it comes out with quarterly earnings results, but it owns Rockstar Games. So inside Rockstar Games, you have a number of games that I've played growing up. But the one that I followed for a long time is uh, the Grand Theft Auto series. And... You'll know it's quite popular now on social media that the Grand Theft Auto 5 versus Grand Theft Auto 6, the, the lag time between the two has been quite significant. We now have a trailer around it, but I kind of knew there was a GTA 6 coming because they sort of talked about it inside earnings results you go into the management discussion section of take two's results and they talk about sort of all the games that are doing well what they're thinking about in certain areas whether the commentary around things like gta 6 so i used to read earnings results because i was interested in certain companies personally and the products that they put out there so i'd sort of say to you if you if you there's a company that you like, go and find their 10K or 10Q and just read the management discussion and see if what they're doing is something that you enjoy, or if they mention a certain product that you like, etc. It's generally quite an informative thing to do. All right, so summarizing where this episode has gone, and it's sort of going from backwards to back to the start, an analyst and a portfolio manager is going to use a set of earnings results to determine what the state of a company is, to judge that versus what their view of the thing was, and to then sort of put that into their valuation models, to try and figure out what their view is for the future. That could happen every quarter or every half year, depending on where the company is listed. And in America, 10Ks and 10Qs are very standardized in terms of format, and you can sort of look them up as 10Ks and 10Qs, and you can actually compare them side by side versus other companies. Whereas in the rest of the world, there's no standardized format annual reports, half yearly reports can look very, very different. We were talking about earnings for NVIDIA, just completing the summary here. NVIDIA's results were very important for the state of the artificial intelligence and Magnificent Seven stocks, and they did not disappoint. Revenues earnings were v- exceptionally good. They beat consensus. There seems to be still significant demand for AI chips, AI sort of slash GPUs. And NVIDIA is dominating that because they have the highest quality and the best GPU. Um, so we can still see that AI demand continuing and therefore mm-hmm. NVIDIA doing well. As part of that, NVIDIA's revenues have completely flipped and that story is completely continued of data center GPUs being the bulk of revenues. Therefore, this company is way less cyclical than it used to be. And if you bubble that up all the way to the top, it tells us a lot about the cloud players, AWS or Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud, Uh, Microsoft Azure, in that there's still a lot of demand for these GPUs, tell us that the state of AI is still on this strong structural growth leg. And that hasn't sort of changed. Why is that important? These stocks are up a hell of a lot and we needed to understand and we need updates on whether that strength in the share price is linked to actual fundamentals, whether the share price going up is linked to these companies actually doing well into the future. Because remember, the market itself is taking the view. As these share prices go up, it's sort of banking on future profits being good, just like the doctor example from previously. So as these stock prices go up, we have to look at earnings to see if, at future earning statements, to see if they match the share price going up. Because if the market is too overzealous in its thinking around AI, and we have a couple of earnings reports come out that tell us, hey, AI demand's actually coming off the boil. We were way too optimistic about this then we'll see those share prices start to turn based on brand new information from the earnings reports. So that's why earnings is so important. That's why earnings seasons are so important. That's why you'll see an analyst and PM focus so much on earnings and it's been talked about so much in financial media. And that's why Nvidia's earnings were so important during the last week. Hopefully this episode's given you some talking points given you some ideas on mag 7 again Nvidia, but also taught you a little bit about financial analysis inside earnings and the context around earnings it's quite an important topic in finance if you've reached this point thank you so much for listening i genuinely appreciate you listening to me rambling on about things that i find important Um, if you could like and subscribe or follow depending on the platform you're on that'll be great if you can or want to comment, ask questions, that would be great. I love interacting with the listeners, or the viewers. And I think we can create a kind of community that is it's great. It's exciting, you know, to find a bunch of like-minded individuals to create a community. Um, but if not, all the best. Um, thank you so much for getting to this point. Uh, see you next time. Goodbye.